Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Everyone say all. In the, in the Greek and Hebrew, that word means all. And don't lean to your own understanding. I like that. such a visual. Because if I'm leaning on this, it'll hold me up a little bit. But what if it gets knocked over or somebody pulls it out? It's no good. I fall over with it. Don't lean to your own understanding, your own human reasoning. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Verse 26, for the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Amen. The Lord will be your confidence and he will keep your foot from being taken or slipping or somehow, amen, not gripping the solid rock. What a God. Amen. I want to talk to us today about in God we trust. In God we trust. Amen. Would you just give God a hand clap of praise and thank him? You're worthy, Lord, today. You're dependable, Lord. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We've already heard of your faithfulness, God, but you're faithful every day, God. You're faithful to every person. You're faithful in every situation. And we give you glory today. Amen and amen. God bless you. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Psalms 11, as we continue uh, with a multiverse foundation here today, as text 11, verse 1, In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain. Amen. If I'm trusting in God, there's nothing about me that's unstable. That's what he's saying. Amen. The Lord, I put my trust in the Lord. Psalms 56, 3 and 4 says, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Amen. Now, I don't care who you are or what you're made out of. Uh, you, you, you should, amen, receive reports and go through situations, uh, and our ultimate outcome should be that we stabilize ourselves uh, and take a fearless posture. Because we know that the enemy is the one that brings fear. God has not given any one of us the spirit of fear. So we know all fear, amen, is rooted in death, the fear of death. But we know where it comes from. It comes from the enemy, amen. And I thank God today that we serve a God that said, I have the keys to death and to hell and the grave, amen. It has no dominion or authority over anyone in the house. So the Lord said, uh, David said, uh, through uh, the Lord's inspiration, what time I am afraid. That means that sometimes fear comes, uh, amen. He also talked about it in another place like sudden fear or night terror that tries to come to your mind and perplex you and attack your peace and attack your mind. David said, in those times, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look to God and declare and reaffirm that no matter what's come my way, I'm going to trust in you because when I trust in you, I have confidence. In God, I will 
praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Psalms 56, 11, in God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid of what man can do unto me. So you're getting the picture here that uh, we're being told that no matter what we face, no matter what comes our way, there's nothing that we have to fear. Uh, Psalms 118, 8 and 9 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Have you found that to be true? Amen. The naysayers, the doomsdayers, and all the other dayers and heirs, uh, amen, they are there to just rob your faith uh, and to cause you to look to the negative. Uh, but God is the one who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is, he is uh, unfailing. He's never failed me yet. I've heard people criticize that song like we're anticipating the Lord failing us. That's not what that song means. Uh, I'll tell you what that song, he's never failed me yet. He's never failed me yet. Jesus Christ has never failed me yet. Everywhere I go, I want the world to know he's never failed me yet. What that song is declaring is he hasn't failed me and he's not going to fail me. He's not failed me yet because it's impossible for him to fail. It's impossible for him to let down. It's impossible for him to disappoint us. People can disappoint you. Life can disappoint you, but God cannot fail. Here he is again. It is better to put trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Amen. Verse 5 of Psalms 20. We will rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our God we will set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. Uh, Now know that I, the Lord, saveth his anointed. Listen to this declaration by God. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Uh, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, uh, but we will remember the name of our Lord God. Uh, They are brought down and fallen, uh, but we are risen and stand upright. Amen. You go ahead and put some trust in chariots and horses if you want to, but I'm going to trust in the Lord. You can go ahead and put trust in man or his abilities, but I'm going to trust in the Lord. Now, what are you saying? That you you don't believe that people can do good things? Yes, absolutely, but only as God enables them. Amen. I'm not able to pull the reference up right off the top of my head. I wish I could, but there was a man in the Old Testament, a man who was diseased in his feet, uh, and the Bible says that uh, he he sought the doctors of the land. He sought the the men that could help him, and the Bible says that he he dropped over dead, and the worms ate him because he didn't inquire of the Lord first. It doesn't say that that happened because he went to the doctor. It says because he didn't go to God first. We need to be very careful where our trust is lying. Amen. And who we're putting confidence in. The Lord wants you and I to put absolute confidence in God. And if you need to go to the doctor, go with the understanding that God is the one that's going to give that doctor insight, wisdom, and ability. Amen. But but, but I wouldn't go there until I've been to an altar. I wouldn't go there until I've called for the elders of the church. Hello. Amen. 
Maybe the Lord would say bypass, amen, and, and, and heal you before. Or maybe he would work through the doctors like he's done in these testimonies. That's God's business. But I don't want to be an affront to God by saying, Lord, I'm going to go over here to this man that you created when you're the one that created me. I'm not going to spend a long time there, but I'm just trying to show us that sometimes our choices reveal where our trust lies. And the Lord challenged me with this word today. He said, tell my people they can still trust me. No matter how hurt, devastated, disappointed you are, you can still trust God and his word. Amen. I found that when we go through things and we get wounded or disappointed or hurt, amen, we're a little reluctant to to say that, well, I'm just not sure that God knows exactly where I am or if he, he's uh, aware of where I'm at. And sometimes we struggle. And uh, Maybe I'm just talking about me today, but sometimes you can pray and wonder if your prayers are even resonating in the heart of God or in the ear of God because you're, you're not seeing, amen, results. Uh, but I've got news for you. If you're praying with a sincere heart, uh, they're making it to the Lord. And just because he hasn't answered you today or this moment or yesterday doesn't mean that God is not working on your behalf because the Bible says he, amen, can be trusted. Paul said, and we know that all things work together to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. Uh, if you love God, if you're called, uh, you've got a, an assurance, amen, that says, my God has heard me and my God knows where I'm at. Uh, he knows the way that I take, uh, amen, and when I am tried, I shall come forth. Lord says you can still trust him. He wants you to trust him. There are many factors that can contribute to one's inability or reluctance to wholeheartedly trust and completely trust God for everything. That's a that's the game changer for everything. In all things. Satanic influence, lies designed to erode and weaken our trust in God, our faith in God, our strategic hits on our trust. Why? Because trust is the foundation of every relationship. Trust is the foundation of every relationship, even in this building. Your marriage, your relationship with your children, your relationship with God, your relationship with brothers and sisters uh, is based on trust. Amen? It's not based on love. It's based on trust. Why? Because trust is necessary to love. If you can't trust somebody, it's very difficult for you to love them. Like, we're so, like we want to love them. We're commanded to love. But we need to be to the point where we trust God 
to the point where no person can hurt us. Amen? Why? Because if God's got me, you can't have me too. If God's got you, then a situation can't have you too. He's either got you or he doesn't have you. He either has, he, he's either your God and is, is the one that's watching over you while you sleep, counting your hairs, counting your steps, or he's not. We need to be careful because this satanic influence and these lies designed to erode and weaken our faith and our trust in God. Amen. He is a thief, and we know that he has come to steal, kill, and destroy, and he wants your trust. Amen. Because if he can get your trust, uh, he will have your ability, amen, to love and trust God. If he's got your trust, uh, and and how does that work, Uh, that we put more trust in what he says than what God says? How is it that we can trust a report of a man, a report of a situation, or an accusatory thing, or a lie, more than we trust what God says? If you find yourself thrown off and you're, 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 you're... knocked off kilter by something somebody says about you, then you're not really in the Word of God understanding what God says about you. Amen. Humanistic philosophy which promotes self-reliance, self-help, Self-preservation teaches one to rely on your inner strength and your human intelligence. Uh, Amen. It's based in pride, arrogance, and greed for power. It is the prevailing attitude of our culture. You and I live in a culture that is self-reliant. Amen. Looks to self. uh, Thinks that we can do everything. uh, Thinks that we have the ability to do whatever is needed to get through a situation or life. Uh, That's why people come to an end of their rope uh, and they begin to get uh, turning to substance abuse and all kinds of things and ultimately suicide because they find that there's no help outside of God. But they may not come to that revelation soon enough. They can become disillusioned, amen, and think that, well, somewhere somebody's got the answer or somewhere if I go to this agency or that person or this thing that's supposed to have all the answers, they're only going to walk away disappointed, amen, because while they may have some kind of help, they don't have the help that they really need. And that is, amen, that God is able to go beyond your limitations and the things that you are able to express, amen, and the things that you're dealing with. And God goes down into the heart, into the psyche of a person. He's the only one that can get past the surface level stuff and get down into the heart and begin to heal you from the inside out. Amen. He's the one I want to put my trust in because he's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Uh, He knows the way that we take. I want my trust to be in him. But our prevailing attitude in the culture that we live in is very humanistic. You've heard people say that God helps those that helps themselves. I've even had people tell me that that's a scripture. I said, well, you need to read your Bible a little more. 
not in there. I don't know who made that up. God helps those that humble themselves and ask for his help. God helps those that say, I'm inadequate, but you're more than enough. God helps those that humble themselves and say, Lord, if you don't help me through this, I'm not getting through this. But I'm trusting that you're going to guide my steps. Uh, You're going to bring my feet out of the miry clay we just sung about. You're going to put them on a rock to stay. Lord, I'm trusting in you because, hey, everything else around me is sinking sand. But on you, Christ the solid rock, I am going to stand. Humanism. You know what? Humanism can be summed up in a great little condensed statement. Humanism believes the creator becomes the servant to the creature. I exist so God can serve me, can make me happy. That's not what I read. I I read in Revelation 4 that Everything was created for him, and for his pleasure we were and are created. And one of the greatest ways I can bring God pleasure is to depend on him. Do you like it when your kids think that they know the answer? And you know you know the answer? But they're telling you the answer, and they don't know the answer. That's foolish, right? Now, what, what is it when we start to tell God how to work things out? God, why didn't you do this? Or why didn't you show up? And God's saying, wait a minute, I've got a plan in place. I, I've got your best interest in mind. You're the apple of my eye. I gave my life for you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. I have set my will upon your life. I'm working all things for your good, yet you think that I'm not present? You see, we're surrounded by this. It's why the society is trying to take God out of everything. Because... The enemy doesn't want us to trust God for anything. Ten commandments out of the courtrooms and out of buildings and out of schools. And we're going to take prayer out of school because uh, we don't want kids turning to God and asking God to help them through their day. We don't want them trusting in God. We want kids to rely on their teachers and a system and an education and a philosophy. You say, well, yeah, that's, uh, that's maybe not the core of all the problems. It's not, but it's an element of the problem because it's one more thing eroding away at our trust in God. Taking it off the money, wanting to take it off the money. In God we trust. Uh, There's not a better place for in God we trust to be put because uh, the Bible uh, talks about our giving. Amen. We need to trust him with our substance, honor him with our substance. And when we do, amen, he takes what we have and where it lacks and he begins to stretch it and multiply it and make it greater than what we have in our hands. Thank God that God is the the God that honors faith. Uh, All giving is rooted 
rooted in faith. If you're going to give to God, it's rooted in faith because you're saying, I'm taking what I need, I'm taking what I have, and I'm giving it away. And God says, oh, I count that as trust. I count that as faith. Let me show you what I can do with that. I can make 90% do more than your 100% because you trusted me with the 10%. That's just a principle of trust, amen, and the enemy doesn't want us to live that way. He wants us to get all concerned and come from a posture of fear that says, oh, I can't afford to do that because I need that 10% to make up where I'm short, amen. The person of faith and trust says, I've got to give that because I know that God's going to deal with the rest of it, amen, like only he can do. See, The world system, the Antichrist system doesn't want you to pray to God, doesn't want you to talk to God, doesn't want you to sing to God, doesn't want you to hope in God or acknowledge God or trust in God because if we ever stop uh, uh, trusting in God, our relationship with Him will uh, not survive. It will die. Everything about walking with God is based on faith. He that cometh to God must first believe that He is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What does it mean to diligently seek him? That means to trust him with all. Trust is built on faithfulness over time. Dependability. That's why the Lord says, prove me now herewith. Giving a couple times doesn't prove anything. But I promise you, if you prove him over time, you'll see that the Lord, he is good. He is faithful. And he will never let you be without. Amen. Trust is built on keeping one's word. Even if personal sacrifice is required. Trust is built on consistent, reliable affection. I said consistent, reliable affection. Not one day you walk in the door and you get a hug, and the next minute you get in and get the cold shoulder. You might not trust that person. Something's not right. Amen. And uh, thank you. Praise God. Clear and detailed communication is a part of trust. Trust isn't easily given. It must be earned over time. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. If you're going to trust somebody, if you do trust somebody, it's because they have demonstrated over time that they are dependable. They are predictable. They have been somebody who has been, amen, the same. Now, if trust is truly built on faithfulness over time, I can think of no one that's been more faithful than God. Amen. If, if trust is truly measured by faithfulness over time, amen. I love this scripture that David gives us. He said, I have been young and now am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. I thank God for that. Amen. I got news for you. Amen. That's not just talking about you and your kids, but I was studying that earlier this week. Amen. It's a declaration of the generational blessing that's going to come to your family. 
Wesley. He said, I, uh, I was young and now I'm old and I've watched uh, the Lord be faithful to generation after generation after generation. It's not just you that's going to eat. It's going to be you, your kids, your grandkids, and everyone else down line because you have decided to trust in the Lord and put your confidence in Him. He said he would never leave you nor forsake you. That's over time. Amen. Is there anyone here today that could say, well, yeah, uh, the Lord's been there most of the time. I've been in the church 58 going on 59 years, uh, and I can promise you that that scripture is true. I've never known him not to be present when I need him. I've never known him to leave me, never known him to have a bad day, never known him. Oh, yes, there have been times where I've prayed and wondered, oh, oh, okay, God, where are you? I'm trying to figure this out. But he's never left me. He's never been absent. Uh, amen. Even in the times I've felt alone, I've never been alone because because God doesn't leave you alone. His word is dependable. And if you've ever felt alone, it's for a greater purpose than what you're going through at the time. And God reassures you over time, I never left you. You see, you may have felt alone, but how do you think you got through that situation? You didn't get through that. I got you through that. I took you through that. I led you through that. Amen. The valley of the shadow of death, yeah, that was me leading you. I am your shepherd. You shall not want. Amen. I'm going to make you lie down in green pastures. I'm going to lead you through the valley of the shadow of death. You can trust me. Your faith is under daily attack. Your trust has been undermined, eroded by what man has done to you. Sometimes it's even affected our ability to trust God like we need to trust God. Yeah, I, I know it's the truth. I live this. We're all in this human shell dealing with sight and perception, but I'm here to say that God is saying to us, you can trust me no matter what your eyes see, no matter what you're hearing, no matter what somebody's saying, you can trust me, amen, and unfortunately, when our trust gets undermined and eroded and it comes under attack, then we are prone to become cynical and reluctant to trust and doubtful. And some have even lost their faith in God because God hasn't come through when and like they wanted him to. And it's caused them to stop trusting in God, his word, the church, and all kinds of things. And if we're not careful, that spirit creeps into us, amen, and begins to undermine our ability to trust God completely. The Lord wants to restore trust in your life today. He said, tell my people I simply want them to trust me. They don't have to understand me as long as I can get somebody will, that will trust me. When does it ever say we need to understand God? We need to trust God. Hello? No one came under attack. Their faith 
more than Job, amen, their, their ability to trust more than Job, and even the world refers to Job, uh, Job's trouble and Job's patience, and, and, and there's reference to Job that uh, they understand that he was under severe attack, uh, but I, I want to uh, report to you today that uh, Job in verse 11, uh, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 11, it's important for us to understand that Job, amen, says this, uh, but uh, put forth thy hand now. He, uh, this is God talking to Satan and saying to him, touch all that he has and he will curse thee to thy face. This is Satan telling God about Job. He says, all you've got to do is put your hand on him Touch everything he's got, and he will curse thee to thy face. He was so confident that if Job was attacked and his stuff was taken, that he would turn his back on God. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in thy power. Only upon himself put not your hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And so here it is. God gives Satan the green light to go ahead and touch Job's stuff. But what he didn't have permission to do is take his life. You know why? Stuff can be replaced. God says, you can take his stuff. We're going to see where Job's heart really is. We're going to see if he really does uh, serve me for the stuff uh, or if he serves me because he loves me. So we go to chapter 13, and we're into this story, amen, and, and uh, we look at uh, now that Job's into this process of trial and process of losing things and people turning on him, and uh, he's got this to say in response to all of this. Uh, he says, hold your peace in verse 13, let me alone that I may speak, and let come on me what will. Wherefore do I take my flesh in my teeth, and I put my life in mine hand? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him, but I will maintain mine own ways before him. He also shall be my salvation, for uh, an hypocrite shall not come before him. Hear diligently my speech and my declaration with your ears. Uh, I love that about Job. He said, let me set the record straight. All the naysayers that think I'm going to turn my back on God because I lost some stuff, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not serving God for the stuff. Uh, I'm not serving God for the pat on the back. Uh, I'm serving God because I love him, and if he chooses to take me out, uh, yet will I trust him. If if God doesn't come through like I say he's coming through, that doesn't make God any less trustworthy. Yet will I trust him. He said, I'm not going to charge God foolishly. He could have said, yeah, he hasn't protected me. He hasn't delivered me. He hasn't heard me. But he didn't. He didn't lose his faith in God. He didn't lose his ability to trust God. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I don't know who you are in this house today, but the Lord is saying to you, there are some though he slay me moments that have been happening in some of our lives. But there needs to be an emphatic declaration coming after that. 
I'm not in this for the for all the good. I'm in this because I love the Lord. Because I trust Him. Amen. We like to go in Hebrews chapter 11 and start reading down through the heroes of faith. And I, I love those stories in there. And we should. We should celebrate every one of them where it talks about, amen, the Lord delivering them out of the hand of the lion and out of the fiery furnace and all of the things that God delivered people from. And they're in the they're in the hall of faith, amen, because they, they had great faith. Uh, but keep reading. Keep reading. Don't stop, amen, with the last story about where God delivered somebody. Keep reading to those people that says, uh, amen, some were sawn asunder. Some didn't have uh, their situation answered like they wanted it to happen, but they died in the faith. It's great to die with your story being answered the way you want it to be, but it's even probably a greater testimony that you would believe God even when he doesn't come through like you want him to come through. And you can still say, though he slay me, yet I, I, I will trust him. Though he doesn't come through like I want him to, amen, I'm going to still trust in God even if it means I die in the faith. Hello? The very thing Satan wanted was the thing God had. The thing Job refused to surrender. Think of the feather in Satan's cap, so to speak, if Job switches over and turns on God because God didn't answer like he wanted him to. Imagine the conversation that would have happened in the presence of God. Told you. Told you he was only serving you for the good times. The raises, the new Cadillac, the new this, the new car, the new shoes, the this and the that. The padded bank account. Told you. Told you they were fair weather. Told you he only really loved you because of the things that you were doing for him presently. His wealth, his cattle, his cho uh, family, his home, everything good that you have given him. But no, thank God, Job says, Satan, you can't have what I've given to God, and that's my trust in him. And my trust isn't based on things. It's based on uh, what God has given to me in the way of relationship. Uh, I love it that Job says later on, we won't go there, but it says uh, that Job said about God and to God, he says, I have, uh, I have heard with my ears, but now I have seen with my eyes. Amen. You may be in a situation where you're walking and all you can do is hear. Amen. Hear some direction and hear a little hint of what you're supposed to be doing. But keep walking with God. Keep trusting God because there's coming a day where you're going to be able to see the purpose of God. You're going to be able to see the provision of God. You're going to be able to see what God has worked out for your good. <laughs> 